Hey there, this is Mike Tramp here. You know him from White Lion, but I've also done 11 solo albums. You're listening to Cobra and Fire, and rock and roll is not dead. Hey, this is Danko Jones. You're listening to Cobras and Fire. Rock's not dead. You found it. This is Michael Wilson of Queensryche, and you're listening to the Cobras and Fire podcast. Hey, everybody. It's Ricky Rackman, media whore, <laughs> the guy that used to be on Headbangers Ball, the guy that's got the Cat House Hollywood podcast, the guy that is telling you right now that you are listening to Cobras and Fire. Rock is really not dead. You've got it right here. You are listening to the Cobras and Fire Best of 2019. What's up, my squishes? I'm your host, Luce Cannon, and I am joined, as always, with a nitpicky Baco. How are you, sir? I am well, Luce. Uh, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting nitpicky. That's all right. I, I changed it on you a little bit. But you're doing well? Uh, I am doing well, yeah. Okay, good, good. Redo, next take. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, Luce Cannon, and I am joined with the nitpicky <laughs> Final take. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, Luce Cannon, and I am joined with the rusty Baco. How are you, sir? Apparently, I'm a bit rusty. How are you this evening? Six-string razor I got a mouth like an alligator 
from Indiana, but uh, what, how big is the town you're from? West Lafayette. It's basically Purdue, and then once you go five miles out, it's straight up, you know, uh, okay. people shooting things right off the highway. Okay, well, I come from country. You know, I, I, was, I was raised on a farm. Uh, you know, I, I hated it. I was ready to leave basically from the moment I realized where I was. Cows? But, uh, Did you milk yeah, cows? Yeah, we had cows. We had okay. sheep. Uh, we had, okay. uh, we, our, our main crop was hay. But anyway, so I have a lot of friends and family still tucked in the, 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 the smaller parts of the area. And that's, you know, every year I end up at a Christmas party at somebody's house out in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, as the presents are being opened, uh, someone will have just a little bit of trouble opening a present and like, oh, does anybody have a scissors? And there'll be like three guys who are harnessed with, you know, bu- uh, you know deer hunting knives. <laughs> you know, right here. Here you go, ma'am. I got you. <laughs> and I've never seen them take these knives out for anything else. I'm pretty sure they're just for Christmas parties. <clears throat> I mean, they're, they carry them everywhere to church, to bingo, to, you know, McDonald's, to school. Uh, but, uh, to work, even though they, you know, they work at like Walmart, but, uh, they have their knife <laughs> until the boss finds out, then they got to lock it in their car. Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's nothing better than looking at somebody that's dead in the, dead behind the eyes and has a buck knife. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. You, you really want to ring out quick. Uh, it, it really sells the self checkout lane if you think about it. It does. But I see a lot of that at my Christmas parties and stuff of that nature. It's just a lot of simple, you know, s- simple men, uh, diverse, like a, a crowded northern invasion. Sure. Yeah. Um, so a lot of a lot of a lot of fun there. So what about you? What's uh, what's it like uh, tossing a Christmas present around at uh, at the old Cannon household? Well, like I like I teased earlier, uh, the mother-in-law is here for the next uh, two and a half weeks, and well, it's not just her that visits; it's her wig. And essentially, every day, it's kind of like Elf on the Shelf. It's in a different place; <laughs> you never know where it's going to be, um, and it's always surprising. You know, it, it, she, she likes to leave it everywhere, so that's nice. Um, before she gets here, I unplug all cable uh, because otherwise it'll be Fox News twenty four seven. So that that's all is done. But there's there's a lot of sayings she says that I find amusing, and it's mostly with the kids. Well, she'll say something like "Stop playing with that" or "Be quiet." Period. End of sentence. So I've started to say, "Guys, stop doing that." Semicolon. End of sentence. Sort of. I just when I hear that stuff, I do a total three sixty and leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> How did you do that? You're still staring at her. I'm yeah. very confused. <laughs> yes. There's got to be a certain number of degrees you can turn to leave. I'm just not sure what, what yeah. that number is. 352. Oh, 352. Yes. Just goes mm. slightly that way. It's a lot of, uh, of, of you know, suffering in general. She also sleeps for about 16 hours a day just to be able to have the energy to complain for the next eight.
of hate, speaking of hate listens, what have you uh, hate listened to lately? Oh boy! Well, our our friend of uh, of of podcasting ilk, Lee McCormick, Ooh. stepped away from the squish long enough to nice. hi- for a couple hours to hydrate and uh, listen to <laughs> some three sides of the coin. And he, I mean, Lee and I exchange messages occasionally on Facebook, but he's not someone that I talk to a lot. So when he sends me a message talking about three sides of the coin, I figure, well, I got to listen. Well, Eddie Trunk was on the show, and I really actually enjoyed Eddie on the show, but largely because. I don't really care for those guys' opinions on what they were talking about, which is basically the current state of KISS. And I totally agree with Eddie on that. Yeah. Before you go into it more, uh, I do have to say that there's nothing better in post-coital bliss than to fire up the three sides of the coin show in the background. He's got, he's got fucking two cans of Pedialyte and uh, uh, three <laughs> sides of the coin fired up on some earbuds. You know. I, I know I, I shared this on the group, and I got a little flack. You know, uh, the... Basically, everybody thinks I, I, I listen to the show nonstop, and that's fine. I recommended a, a, a couple spots, but it, there was a point where uh, Mankini kind of lost his shit, uh, and he, he's like, I'm going to hold the trunk to the, the fire on something, you know? Uh, now, was this part you're talking about an hour and five minutes into the show? So, exactly, yes. So basically, they actually started with the actual content of the show an hour plus into the show. Is that accurate? <laughs> uh Listen, at least they're consistent, Baco. You can respect consistency, right? Yeah, yeah. Continue. Well, we don't want to actually play a clip from the show because we know how that might work out for us in the long run. (coughs) Canada. I thought it would be fun for the listeners if maybe we reenacted 20 to 30 seconds of it. Ooh, 20 or 30 seconds of it. That sounds great. For this reenactment, I will be playing the role of Eddie Trunk, and I thought you, because you do a fabulous uh, impersonation of Mankini, uh, you can be Mankini. My erasure's well-worn, because I make a lot of mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, though. Before I do that, I gotta go get some chips. Can you hold on? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm Eddie Trunk. And I'm Mankini. Thanks for having me, Mankini. Hey, Eddie. I make a lot of mistakes. You laughed, Eddie. You talked about people going to the VIP experience, paying for a guitar, and you laughed. It's very hurtful. I'm going to take you to task after I eat this chip. I don't know what you want me to say. The albums I bought in the 70s said Ace, Peter, Gene, and Paul. You know, Eddie, I had a VIP experience. It was wonderful. It was one of the most wonderful experiences of my entire life. I didn't pay nearly as nearly anything close to twenty-one thousand dollars for a guitar. In fact, for this, I'm a bargain shopper. There's a bag of chips, Dollar Tree, two for one. Please let me know next time Dollar Tree has a two for one. 
on chips because I that sounds like something I'd be interested in. But back to what we're talking about. Gene and Paul consistently change the story to fit whatever narrative, and the fans just keep eating it up. I'm just saying, when's it going to be enough? Sorry. You said Kiss fans eat up all this narrative. I've never seen narrative at the Dollar Tree. What kind of chips are they? I was at Ace Freely's wedding. Uh huh. Look, Paul and I go way back. I don't know what happened. I have a question for you, Eddie. Okay. Did you have the Kiss Army kit in 1978? No. Because I did. I make a lot of mistakes. Talking about uh, VIP experiences that you can get with all these bands. Gene and Paul have their own thing. We talked about Gene. You know, like every every show, you can buy the the sword that he shoots. You know, blows fire from. Uh, sure. In all twenty of them per show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Paul is selling his guitar, and for an additional twenty five hundred dollars, the guitar strap. None of this stuff comes with a ticket to the show, but all of it requires a ticket to the show conveniently. Oh yeah. Uh, which fees. which is amazing, right? Uh, oh, by the way, Gene is selling the vault on this tour. Yeah, same thing. You're kidding me? No. Here's the worst thing: it's like only ten per show, and okay. he comes out after the show, but doesn't clean up. So you get sweaty makeup, <laughs> full costume Gene for what? I mean, the, the guy's got to be feeling like like looking at his watch the entire time, right? Like this is not like. Like the experience he was selling for the for the same price, uh, but yeah, he's just trying to dole these fuckers out as much as he can. So I, I before he sees you though, he gives himself gives himself a nice polish with raw Tiha soap. <laughs> Jim Crean just kind of rubs it all over his face and, and then he's kind of mushy. <laughs> so yeah, he got this sweaty, smeared makeup, uh, blood dripping everywhere, still in full costume, Gene. Uh, and he'll talk to you about anything because he is fully knowledgeable on all topics. If I could just comment to you, I always think that the second half of a Kiss concert is always hilarious looking at Gene because he looks like, kind of like a drunk uncle after eating spaghetti. Because oh it's God. like just like right when he doesn't clean up, he's just got the blood half on his on his on his uh, clothes. Prior to you know, we'll we'll just say the reunion, he could pull it off. It looked because he was still young and thin. Now he is kind of like that. What you said, that uncle that like didn't realize he threw up spaghetti on himself. 
what I'm saying. Ugh. So anyway, you get you get spaghetti sauce gene <laughs> for two thousand dollars. Is it two thousand or is it charging more now? Uh, yeah, it's two thousand bucks. Yeah. Uh, okay. A limit of ten people, and you get to bring one guest. But yeah, that's going to be a rushed fucking situation. And and again, you don't get to get it unless you have a ticket to the show, which is not included in the two thousand dollars. The photos you're getting from that have to be amazingly terrible. You know what I mean? Like, look, I just paid two thousand dollars. I got this vault, and here's this sweaty seventy year old yeah. man with 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 uh, just at the end of his day, looking like he's about to go to sleep. I want this experience less than what he was selling before. <laughs> You know what I mean? I, I don't want it this way. But what about Tommy and Eric, man? They got to get in the game, right? What 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 what, what kind of VIP stuff would uh, we we have to have some some ideas to help Tommy and Eric make a little extra cash on the side, right? Tommy Thayer is selling his Epiphone Les Paul, which retails for eleven hundred. But since he played it on stage, it's now used and it's two hundred dollars. That's a really good deal. Plus, if uh, if you dress right, throw on some makeup, you might actually be in Kiss for a little bit. But Eric Singer also wants a little bit of this side action. You know, he wants to make sure. a little cash on the side, just like the other guys. So the Eric Singer yeah. VIP package. When he comes to your town, if you're one of the uh, lucky people to sign up for this, uh, for twenty five dollars, he will go out. Uh, clubbing with you, assuming you're paying the cover charge, uh, and he'll stand next to you and make you look taller to women. fire fest thing i mean uh just scam after scam where he would like uh oh yeah you need to give us so much money up front because this is a no cash event so you'd have to put you know like a few thousand dollars into a special account that you a would wrist. then be able to yeah wristband thing you could buy stuff while you're at at fire fest and that was how he paid other people well it's uh, a ponzi scheme is a, is a ponzi scheme there you go fest, essentially yeah. yeah until it ran out so I don't know. I mean, I, th- I found it fascinating. Uh, I, 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 I don't feel bad for Ja Rule uh, just because he's a fucking chump. Um, but, yeah, I think we need to kind of get our own little uh, – we need to get back in the festival game. It seems like it. we didn't uh, take advantage of all the, you know, money-making opportunities that were there for us at Cobra Fest. But I – what do you really think? really didn't. I, I, think our, I think our preferred headliner so far from the show is Aaron Lewis, though. I'm putting him down. Mm-hmm. Okay. We need to rebrand, Lewis. We need to rebrand. Cobras and Fire, F Y R E. Yeah, Cobra. uh, How about just Cobra Fire Fest? Cobra Fire Fest? Yeah, there we go. Uh, But I noticed you mentioned you already have a headliner. Look, who cares about the music, man? (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I'm I'm telling you right now, we get Raven Simone to tweet about this shit. Boom. (laughs) 
Raven Simone, isn't that Bucky Brewster? <laughs> no, you're thinking of uh oh god, what's her name? She's soups hot now. Um <laughs> I know no, what you're talking about, but is that some uh, oh Raven Simone's the, the, the that's the girl from a, a Cosby show. Yeah, yes. and that's so okay. Raven and uh she's a big Disney channel, but uh yeah, All a right. huge influencer as far as I'm concerned. So so instead of going with a big orange square, what should <laughs> what should our image be? Orange circle. Or, oh, Orange Circle. Mm-hmm. Done. I'm, I'm writing notes. So far, I've got Aaron Lewis, Raven Simone, <laughs> and an Orange Circle. Yeah, but uh, you shouldn't emphasize Aaron Lewis. He's a musician. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm this sorry. is a music oh. fest, Lewis. Get your head out of your ass. Now, we're going to have okay. um, uh, a, a, sh- a chef from Denny's. Okay, Denny's. Uh, Denny's. Like a private Denny's chef. That whoa, 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 whoa. You can are get you your Grand Slam anytime you want. Wait, wait. But are you talking about... Any chef, or are you talking about Steve from Denny's? Because Steve yeah. <laughs> should definitely be on the list. Yeah, Steve from Denny's is going to be there cooking you, you know, at, at any hour moons of the day. Moons over my hammy. You want a moons over my hammy? Boom, Steve's got it for you. But would that be in on a plate or inside of a styrofoam square container? And will there or will there – we need to get this, off the t- uh, get this uh, uh, on the list. Will there or will there not be arugula? Uh, there will not be arugula, and as far as the, the serving platter, it'll be on something that's non-biodegradable and non-recyclable. All right, so what, do you, what about the location? For this Cobra is the Fire best Fest? part, Luce. Okay, I wanted something like crazy, lawless, like outlaw, sure. like Firefest, you know. Uh, so basically, this is not in one location. It is a moving location. Basically, the entire thing is going to take uh, – uh, place along a 40 mile stretch where jesse james robbed a bank and then was chased by police on horseback Ooh, I like and, the, that. and the whole event takes place on horseback okay the whole event is on horseback okay the bands Good. the stage the fans <laughs> the bands are on horseback yes <laughs> okay. Well, they use orange amps because you need that for good, good, uh, good sound. Yeah. Well, apparently. Well, yeah. If 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 that's a must, but again, uh, it's that's part of the music, and nobody cares about that. Okay, we need right, influencers, baby. We want Raven Simone. We got that chick from Punky Brewster who's really hot now. Well, she's probably okay. not now. She's got to be like fifty, but was you know in the nineties. There, uh, we got all this stuff going on, man. What about the uh, the bathroom situation? Yeah, I just pee in your pants. So there's a thing called uh, <laughs> uh, a stadium pal. It's actually something I invented called uh, urinal slacks. So basically, every everybody gets a pair of urinal slacks. You know, that basically just you you just pee as wherever you're at. Hold on though, but urinal slacks are just your pants, or there's something in you just call them urinal slacks after. Yeah, you there's a the bag. Show. Yeah, like yeah. It, oh, there's it, a bag. Okay. The, good. the entire lining of the pants is just one. Your pants is one big, you know, toilet bag. I push my I've waited as my time's elapsed Now all I do is live with so much fate I'm 
Can we talk about the Super Bowl halftime show? Sure, yeah. I mean, I, I I think it's okay if we dabble in it once in a while. If we if we can't let it take over us too much, otherwise we just become blame your brother. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. Perfect. So let's let's uh, go. Great show. Yeah, great uh, show. I love those guys. <laughs> so you know, the thing about this halftime show that really uh, kind of got my old man pubes in a twist. <laughs> <laughs> What's the fact? Right, right now, everybody's picturing you with your gray, you got a little gray bush down there. <laughs> Just wrinkled balls. And if they weren't, sitting. now they are. <laughs> I'm, I'm, four bi- I'm four beers into the Super Bowl, bored out of my mind, and all of a sudden, Adam Levine shows up on my screen. <laughs> right? Oh, man. How far down the list did they have to go to, to get somebody that they ended up with Maroon 5? <laughs> You know, let, let's start with that because I have my comments on the actual performance itself and people can talk about and bust uh, Maroon 5 and Adam Levine's balls, uh, less wrinkled balls than mine. Are you telling me, and I didn't read that much into it, that people actually do have to pay to be on the show? I don't know that it ever went through. I know it was being talked about uh, a few years back, but yeah, basically the NFL wants like 10% of your tour proceeds following the event. I don't I don't know if that's Whoa. like... Yeah, I wrote... Some per, I, let's just say some percentage. They want some kickback yeah. from you being your the average. Because, because you're, you're benefiting from this, uh, so they want some of that kickback. I actually wrote an article for Snark at the Moon on this where I, I said it's time for the government to bail out the NFL. They're clearly struggling for money that they need to, you know, tack on a 10%, 10% tax on on performers' touring income for life or for a year. I don't know. I, it's just a joke. I mean, give me a break. Okay, so so there's that part, and then, then you also read- Although if it's Maroon 5, I don't care. <laughs> that's right. Actually, if it's anybody that's been on the Super Bowl halftime show the last five years, have at it. Fuck them. I don't care. Right. But but with that said, uh, okay, so then you realize that it's a maybe a pay-to-play kind of thing. You know, you're getting your your product out there, which kind of like me doesn't make any sense because they're only taking the huge artists that don't need the promotion um, at, at the time. But but going to, to your point, you're telling me, though, that a lot of people passed because of the whole knee? Yeah, the Colin Kaepernick controversy, a lot of uh, – um, you know, I mean, artists tend to be more liberal thinking and, and, and look sure. at uh, social causes, and, and and they also think about the blowback from from their 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 peers. So, yeah, a lot Understood. of people. I don't remember the names that were thrown out there, but I know some people said no. So let's get down to to who they actually have on there. Maroon Five. Now, you asked me if I knew five songs. I know I know at least Sunday Morning, the the fucking Mike dances like Jagger song, and. Uh, there's a few others too, but I think basically they at least harder had to breathe. A, what is it? Harder, harder to breathe. Oh, yep, that one. That she one will too. be okay, loved. So, oh, there you go. See, there's four. We're up to four already. Okay, um, and I think those are all on one album. It's from like, not over tonight. Just please, give me one stop more it. Can we just get past this right now? I was really hoping you would join in there. It would have been nice. No, but, I'm uh, sorry. I'm sorry. It is Sunday morning, but I will not. <laughs> okay. So the point being is the only reason. 
this is first off what gets my again my pubes in a twist is the fact that they're uh, the only reason this motherfucker is on this show is first because 50 people passed before him yeah. and the other reason is because he is on The Voice. This yeah. has nothing to do with music and I will give you the fact that Maroon 5 actually was a band that had human beings in it that played music and had some songs for like 15 years <laughs> Were ago. any of them what? there? I've never heard anybody talk about no. anybody but Adam Levine and Big Boy. Point being is it doesn't really matter who the performer was. What I was appalled with is what a clusterfuck of production <laughs> That this display was to the fact that I had to leave the room because, again, too much for the old man Cannon to deal with. Because there was no listen. Say what you will about Bruno Mars, Lady Gaga, uh, Katy Perry, <laughs> all those kind of things. At least they were a performance with shit going on, a flow, things of that. Bruno Mars actually, I think, is pretty talented for his for his genre. That was probably the last one I liked, but I don't typically oh, really? watch. That's cool. Even okay. this year, uh, I didn't I didn't see it. Uh, me and Ron Keel hit the hot tub and had a beer during it. physical copy like i said so i can slap that sucker in the bach cruiser and just drive around irritate my neighbors but uh right i wonder some of your favorite songs i mean if you can yeah actually i got a, I got a, I got a handful here man if you got a minute uh absolutely uh, road ready you, you released a, a lyric video for that and obviously it, it basically all the lyrics are kind of a nod to other lyrics from songs of your career and moments in your career do i hear a little bit of serenade in the music in the, in the little bit of lead in intro well, it's E minor. I mean, it's the same chord. Okay. Yes. There, there, now, that you, now that you mention it, there is a little similarity uh, yeah. to that. I sat down to, we had the music and I sat down to write the lyrics on top of it, which is not my favorite thing to do. Um, I did have the chorus, Road Ready, of New Love. We're going to go to the C, D, E, Road Ready. I, you know, I had the chorus written, but then it's time to write the verses. And I sat down and I started singing lines from my previous career just as placeholders. You know, mm. you figure, I need, I need X amount of syllables here, and here's the melody, and kind of putting it together. The first couple of lines, i rolling down the highway in the dead of the night, and all these lyrics from my previous career, and I thought, man, that how cool would that be if I could just kind of pay tribute to me or <laughs> my, my history. I'd be to sell like that. Let's write a tribute to Rock Keel. A shrine to myself. <laughs> but I realized that I had so many, well, I've got a large catalog, a pretty big body of work, so it wasn't hard to find phrases that rhymed or that fit. Yeah, and no, so it ended up good. being 
How many are there, Baco? Do you know how many phrases? Uh, you know, lines? I didn't count. I mean, I you, I know when you first threw it up there, you're like, see if you can catch them all. I probably caught at least eighty percent of them. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you want, I'll 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 spend the night. I'll I'll get back to you in the morning. But uh, I'll give you a twenty dollar gift certificate for the Ron Keel online store if you can name them all. Oh, there's twenty. I'll tell you, there's twenty of them. All right, so I can <laughs> shoot, I, I can email you that, right? Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Uh, well, I, I very very cool track. Fight like a band kind of caught me off guard because I wasn't expecting it to kind of open up um, lyrically the way it did. Now, is that a, at least a, about, it seems like it's about your wife Renee's cancer battle. Is that right? Absolutely, yes. She came from Las Vegas trip down to road on a one-way trip. Some dreams come true and sometimes life has Because instead of saying fight like a band, you say fight like a girl. And then, of course, you tie in the same kind of desire to fight, you know, in the second verse where you're talking about just trying to create a career for yourself. That's correct. You know, that, that, uh, I just sat down and wrote what I felt, man. And we've all fought together. Renee's part of the band, too. Sure. And we've all fought like a band through the adversity the last four years with having some amazing dreams come true having our asses kicked kicking right back uh and during her bout with cancer um that was a that's the band was built literally within days of her diagnosis so we were the, the badlands house band and all of a sudden the plug got pulled no more gig no more band no more tour bus no more financial backing no mm-hmm. more no more nothing really we had some gigs on the books for the next year. That would, would have been uh, 2016, but we were, were a tough spot. And all of a sudden, it was the same time frame. Literally within a matter of days, Renee was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer, and you know, it was a that was a, a punch to the gut to say the least. And the band was built at that point when we had to make the decision: mm-hmm. either I'm done. Because I'm not leaving. If she's having chemo or radiation or surgery, I'm not leaving. I actually did a gig, you know, on the a day that she had a surgery. I was there for every surgery, not every chemo treatment. But you know, it was a decision that I had to make. That uh, how am I going to keep going into this new challenge with without literally without any support, having to change the name of the band to the Ron Keel Band and rebuild. And lead this the thing myself mm-hmm. um, without uh, the previous production uh, entertainment group that had been behind us. I realized that Renee takes energy and joy and positivity from my energy, joy and positivity. When I'm singing and playing and creating and writing, I'm 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 on top of the world. I'm who I was born to be. I'm full of energy and excitement and love and happiness. And I think she fed off that. And it was kind of obvious that I got to keep going. One, a two, a one, a two, a three. 
Imagine Dragons, if I recall. <laughs> <laughs> I believe. Or whatever I don't. You know, I only know that. Uh, what's that new one? Lightning and the thunder and the thunder. And what's they had uh, one other one? Radioactive, right? Oh, that's right. That's the one. That's the one. See, my kids, five years old and eight years old. The, <laughs> Poor the audience. Car- I want Baby yeah. Shark and fucking Imagine Dragons, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> well, all I know is that the person, the lady that carpools drills those fucking songs into their heads God. on the way home. And they come home, they sing them. I'm like, no. My son, <laughs> praise, no. praise the, the rock gods above, has resisted from that, though. It's it's my daughter. The Imagine Bro Dragons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I first saw them on um, the Grammys, and they played that song, Radioactive. And I think my I, I was somewhat familiar with the song. 
but I was really off put by the performance. They 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 performed the song if I guess okay like it, it, they replicated it, but th- they they were acting like they were playing punk rock music, and I'm like, you understand this is a fairly mid to slow tempo tune, man, right? It's it's pretty sl- plodding. Yeah, exactly. And you're like running around like fuck yeah. Um, they just played that I don't know uh, some college football game and everybody lost their shit uh, and uh, like like it, there was a lot of blowback about like oh my god I can't believe how bad this band is and then I watched that footage and I'm like this is what they are though I mean they didn't just exist you know I don't understand why this is the catalyst to decide they suck they sucked three years ago to get to where we're going with this Corey Taylor has some things to say about this uh, oh yes, please. Um, he basically uh, a, a week or two ago said that uh, they have the Imagine Dragons have replaced Nickelback as the most hated rock band in the world. Um, I don't know. Let's just talk about that real quick. Agree, disagree, don't care. Where where do you fall in line with that? I don't have enough knowledge about about them. I just know that, that Radioactive is a, is a silly song, and it's not a good song at all. It's no, and believe believe is th- actually if 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 Thunder and Lightning is their song, are you sure that's their song? Yeah, Lightning and the Thunder. And okay, the thunder. that one is. Oh God, that's a fucking horrible song. I think the only my reference is only Radioactive and, and Thunder. They basically their songs are really just like candy bar commercials. Or for a car or a credit card. You know what I mean? They're not actual songs. They're like a chunk of time like that would typically fill a 30-second commercial stretched over f- four minutes. Okay, so how, when you're saying that, I have Spotify pulled up, and the number of plays that Thunder and Lightning has is just under a billion. Lightning and it's 964, no, I'm sorry, 994 uh, million. Right now. And Believer, same thing. So people really like those candy commercials, is my point. Sure, yeah. I mean, look, there's no arguing they're popular. Jesus. But they're also a billion. Uh, a billion fucking, a billion plays. What, I don't even think that there's a room for that number here. I've never seen that and, and looking at this. I mean, I'm not even, I don't look at Beyonce's numbers and so shit like that, but that is staggering. Do not get the beehive place. going after us, okay? Yeah, they're they're, <laughs> okay. they're relentless. And we're on Twitter now. They'll take us down, bro. I'm looking at this. There's less plays in hers, in her her songs here. I just pulled her up. These guys are, have at least double the plays of uh, of Beyonce. Yeah, but that's a lot of hate listens. <laughs> you know what? I think a lot of the three sides of the coins uh, followers listen to these guys. They, they're not just Imagine Dragons, they're Imagine Listeners. He realized that she was new to love, naive in every way, 
Every schoolboy's fantasy she was That's why he had to wait If he pulled his heart into a glass And offered it like wine She could drink and be back in time For the morning papers I did want to talk to you about Kiss a little bit because it sounds like, well, we, we share at least a similar level of passion for them. Um, do you collect Kiss at all? Like their, their, their memorabilia at all? Yeah, okay. So here's the thing. Kiss played last night in Toronto. I didn't go. I, my, my fandom is not... I didn't even know they were playing, to be honest with you. <laughs> my, my fan, someone texted me. You should have been and opening. He said, uh, well, yeah, he, he texted me and he said, uh, are you here? And I go, no, man, I'm at home. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, I, I am a fan, uh, but I'm not... My fandom isn't blind. Oh, yeah, same here. So I... Yeah, so I know there's people who who will buy everything, and I, I'm just not. You maybe when I was maybe uh, maybe ten years ago, or you know even further back, I would have bought stuff that I could anything, but uh, I don't need it. You know, once I got the um, history books, mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm done. That's okay. all I need, really. I don't need. I don't need anything. That's else. a good spot to check out. Yeah, you know, like I, what else is there after that? Especially Kistry One. Nobody needs Kistry Two. <laughs> um, but Kistry One was. I wish you would have told me that before I bought it. Yeah, it's garbage, isn't it? it? It is pretty garbage. But you know, just having those two things, I don't need anything else. And I also have the uh, the giant Kiss comic book compendium hardcover they put yeah, out. Yeah, okay. I know what so you're talking those, about. I don't need anything else. I, I don't need I don't need a T shirt. I don't need like I don't know. And and plus, I honestly feel that it's like I I don't like with Tommy and Eric. It's they're cool and very capable musicians. But they're if they're to join Kiss, they have to have their own makeup, and that's a big thing to me. Me too. I I really feel I just because because when Eric joined and when Vinny joined. They had their own makeup, and that made sense to me. I accepted them easily, easily. I yeah. easily accepted them. But you can't wear Ace's makeup. That's that's Ace Freely's makeup. It's, they set the precedent when when they made Eric the Fox. They set the precedent. I'm not going by my own rules. These are the rules they set. So that's just how I feel. Yeah. Um, I- so. Yeah, I'm, I'm not into it, man. I, I'm just not into it. I'm just not into it. I, and, you know, the new music is, is cool, and they can do whatever they want. It's their band. It's not mine. Yeah. But I don't, have to, I don't have to be, like, a huge booster like I was growing up, and, and like I am up till about, I don't know, like, Lick It Up Asylum. Like, that's where I, 
I pretty much say bye. I like revenge, but that's about it. Okay. Um, I, I, I would have been happy if they would have just walked away after the first farewell tour. Um, that would have been a nice yeah, way that, to end for me. Yeah, and, and I, I do believe that they would have enough money to last a few more <laughs> lifetimes so they wouldn't have to work. Yeah, even if they gave some of it to Peter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. it's okay if I ask a couple questions about Jeff before we get into the new record. Um, I, nothing too nefarious, but I had just some th- things that I thought were interesting. Do you mind if I get into that a little bit? Oh, you, you, you might get a, a generalized answer. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Uh, if that's what I get, but that's what fair. I get. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, from the outside, it seemed like the internal friction with Jeff kind of like as a fan, you know, it, it seemed like looking back anyway, it seems like it was something that was kind of like, it, it, it slowly got worse and worse. Is that, that that's an accurate uh, statement? I can say that, you know, at, at that point in Queens rights history, I think, uh, in its present, you know, condition, it, it just ran out of steam. Um, you know, there was, everyone was burnt and, and, uh, not really, uh, happy with what the way things were going, you know, and it's, um, it's just like a business, you know, you gotta, you gotta redesign and rebuild yourself. And, and to do that, sometimes you have to take big chances. And I think that's the way we looked at it. Well, I remember, of course, the incident that everybody saw that blew up the internet where, you know, he turned around and spit on Scott. I'm, I, I think it was about a month later, you guys played Rocklahoma and I, I just remember watching it and going, you could really sense the tension on the stage. If I, I, if I recall correctly, Jeff left while you guys were still playing, playing out uh, the last song of the night, um, and the band actually kind of hung out and did the bow without Jeff on stage. Was it over? I mean, was 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 it clear that you guys were going to make the the move without him at that point? Well, I mean, you see the 
the the four of us taking a bow. Maybe that was kind of symbolic. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. That's kind of where I'm going with this, Mike uh, or Michael. Uh, it it definitely seemed like it because it was very soon after I, I heard about uh, what was that uh, Rising West? Is that what you guys called that? Right. You know, okay. So it was, uh, it was. I just remember thinking. You know the whole incident with with the spitting, and then seeing this thing on at Rocklahoma actually play out in front of me, and just it just seemed like you guys really like it was a tense moment on stage. I didn't you know, see a lot as, of as as a, as a business. You know, it, it's just it had run its course. You know, and it was time to rebuild. to talk to you as always and yeah uh, what are we here to talk about today should we do some business first you have some opening remarks for me you sometimes you put me a little um i got nothing uh to to hit you with today but uh we should talk about a few things um the bias of beer program we've had a couple last minute uh kind of blasts in there that uh we're gonna get to one today correct (laughs) actually this is one that's been kind of tagging along we've had we've had a hard time finding a beer in colorado that uh david glenn approved yeah you want me just to uh, start with that Sure. Yeah, let's get into that, man. Because uh, David deserves the time. He does. He, he did. paid his money, mm-hmm. and uh, he. What, how many total picks did it take for him to get a beer that I, I could get, and then a beer you could get? I think it's about nineteen. We're gonna go with that. And the last one yeah. was Oma Gang O M M E Gang Brewery out of Cooperstown, New York, and the mm. beer is Gnome Gang Blonde Ale, which the actual graphic is a gnome flashing you. Um, nice. As you can see, and it is a blonde ale. Uh, and I've just opened it up. Surprisingly, this is 9.5% for a blonde ale. Oh, dear God. So I, I haven't tasted it yet. This this, this is like an alien butt mist uh, level. I mean, beyond that even. Holy crap. Let's go with your review first. Okay, and I'll fine. Do mine. It has a nice uh, earthy scent. And it's not an IPA, so I'm just surprised. I've 9.5 for a blonde ale is very odd. That's usually kind of light. So let me uh, just take a taste here. Oof. <laughs> it tastes. I think I had oof in my NCAA bracket. <laughs> it's definitely 9.5. This is a 
<laughs> if you if you were to tell somebody on tap like, oh, the Blondale, I'll try that because that's just like a four percent, really light, like a Kolsch or a Pilsner. This is a, this is wow. Uh, we'll see how we are after the first bit <laughs> because this is pretty thick. But thank you. It's not. It's good. It's just surprisingly uh, heavy. That's what I got. Thank you, David. Do you want to do yours now? Yeah, um, his initial pick I couldn't find, so he gave me a list of three more, mm-hmm. of which I only found one when I asked for help. And uh, it was in the gluten-free section, so uh, maybe I should, you can recommend this to your wife. Yeah, sure. Um, this is a Burning Brothers Brewing Company. The uh, beer is called Pyro. And, as a, of course, it seems like everything I end up with is a fucking American pale ale, so let me check this fucker <laughs> out. Burning, are, you, are you ready? It's Burning Bros, by the way, not Burning Brothers. Bur- it, no, mine literally says brothers, so... Okay, bro. Uh, they, they, they spell the fucking shit out, asshole. There we go. Mar- Let me just take a whiff here. Mar- Hold on. Mario Bros. Oh, I'm going to fucking hate this. Oh, uh, boy. Hold on. Uh. <coughs> uh, th- yeah, I'm going to, like... I, I got to go get a toothbrush here and just fucking... <laughs> Uh, I gotta do something to to. Oh boy, yeah. I mean, uh, twenty cores lights ain't getting that flavor off my tongue. Ugh. Thank you for calling the Cobras and Fire podcast. This call may be monitored or recorded for quality assurance purposes. Gracias por llamar al podcast de Cobras y Fire. Eres un idiota. Estamos raspando sus datos a medida que lo engañamos con indicaciones sin sentido. If you are calling because you accidentally left a 5-star review when you meant to leave 51-star reviews, press 1. If you are calling because your teenage son started referring to members of the female persuasion as squish, press 3. If you are calling to correct something one of the hosts said about Canada, press 4. If you are calling to complain about the condition a public restroom was left in by one of the hosts, press 5. If you are calling because you are at a trunk and you find it confusing when people say they heard you on the Cobras and Fire podcast, press 6. If you are calling for any other reason, press zero. If this is Tommy Lee and you are only calling because you accidentally but dialed us. That's totally rad, bro. Grandfather, why 
From the the listeners, uh, you mind if I get into one? Please. This comes from Neil Hansen, uh, at least uh, a fairly new con- uh, commenter on the Facebook page. All right. Well, so Neil was uh, commenting on our Saint Anger episode. Uh, he said the Best Buy Saint Anger Gnarls Barkley story was wrong, wrong. As you said, Saint Anger came out in two thousand three, but Gnarls Barkley didn't release their debut album in two thousand until two thousand six. Loose, get your head out of your ass, Loose Cannon. <laughs> that last part was me. That was not Neil. But uh, thank you, Neil. Do you have anything to do? Uh, you have any comments? New, new fact bastard. I got to tell you, I saw that, and I was actually we on my little- We have a new little... fact bastard, by the way. I know, but I was, so I was, uh, you know, I was relaxing by the pool on my whole vacation, <laughs> and I pulled up the page. It was, I told myself not to do it. That was the one time I did pull it up, and I saw it, and I was like, I was like, I was like, what the fuck? And I'm like, no, this guy is wrong. So I immediately went to Wikipedia. I'm like, it came out in 2006. I'm like, this can't be. I remember listening to this. And then I realized in my little mind that it was as crazy as it is a crazy infectious song. And I had I had switched in my head that, that Hey Ya song by Outkast. That's racist, um, man. I know, I knew you were going to say that. Plus, plus, one guy is really skinny, and one guy is a short little little fat guy. So, <laughs> so I can tell the difference. But but that, but that was in my in my head because it was something off the beaten path that I I had purchased. So you are correct, and that was the thing too. Is I was like I was like, what was it? And I had to actually look what albums came out in two thousand three that were big, and I found that. So that is the reality. Bonus points for Rooney and Loose Cannon's romantic getaway. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, you're out by the pool. You know, meanwhile, it's, it, I'm in February. I'm in an outdoor hot tub with Ron Keel, and you're off on some sure. tropical vacation. So. Yeah, I know, I know. I, and the, the, the funny thing about that is is that uh, uh, the wife is like, what's going on? I'm like, I have to do some research. Give me a minute.
Tommy Lee uh, married the OMG emoji. Oh uh, my goodness. <laughs> Oh my lord! There's uh, there's some gold in that that first podcast. I mean, first of all, I think Tommy is eating like an orange or something the entire time, or, or sipping like coconut milk or something. Yeah, yeah. And you and there's it's weird. There's like this endearing quality about Tommy, but he's also just dumb as a brick. It doesn't suck. I just uh, and and yeah, his wife. It doesn't suck. She says bananas quite a bit. Bananas. This is. Mm. Bananas. Did you hear the story about the uh, Motley Crue groupies pulling the, the distributor cap out of their limo? Like I said, I, I couldn't make it more than five, seven minutes. Just because I was like, it's like, who thinks it's a good idea to give your wife a podcast and then you guest on the first episode? <laughs> it's very Lee. odd. I got to tell you, I think that Motley Crue is going to start suing them for screwing up their name brand again, just like the Tommy Lee goes to college. These are all terrible ideas. What, what did you think about the theme music uh, right at the beginning, at the opening of the show? I'm pretty sure it's it's from the scene in 16 Candles where uh, Molly Ringwald and the, it was a Jake or whatever yeah. finally sit on a, for some reason they have to sit on the table in front of a, a cake with candles. I think sure. that's the music that was playing right there is what she opens her show with. So. Wow. Okay. So so John Hughes can sue them for the yeah, grave. There you go. Uh, yeah. So Tommy tells about, this is I don't know, when he was bananas. 17, some girl that he didn't find attractive had a Corvette. So he fucked her and Vince and Nikki came in while they were banging on the uh, in the living room floor. Um, and, it, you know, it's just funny listening to Tommy talking about it. He's like, you know, so she's laying there and then. So I kind of climb up on top of her and uh, start fucking her. I get on top of her and I start fucking her. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> okay. Uh, did you know? Did you know that was the first draft of To Kill a Mockingbird? <laughs> Uh, but I also found out that uh, uh, he in his book Tommyland. Have you read that? I have not. Why would I read that? It's I one have of those, no idea. That's one I'm of those just, things. Because maybe this will be a surprise to you too. But apparently, he actually has parts of the book written by his penis. I'm surprised Tommyland just isn't a rebranded version of Candyland. You just open it up. There's no dice. You move only with pick, t- picking the cards with colors. That's the only game oh, you can deal with. God. Well, I don't what do you, know. What do you think? Any... It, what is it? What is in can- Candyland? I mean, I'm sorry. What is in, what is inside of Tommy Land? What do you think? I, well, it's just got to be basically, like I said, he says there's parts where the book where his penis comes in and talk takes over and then describes what's going on. <laughs> does every single, uh, does Vince Neil have his own book too? Yeah. And they all have like little books with record tie-ins. Is that where you're going with this? I don't know. Does Mick Mars have one too? Yeah, well, Mick hasn't written one yet. He's got an album coming out possibly. Maybe he'll have a book with that titled the same thing like these guys did. Tommy oh, okay. Land, Tattoos and Tequila, and The Heroin Diaries. And Hold even on. The Dirt Tat- Now. You know, Tattoos the- and Tequila was a book too? Oh, yeah. Oh, I just did not know that. Okay. A companion. Bananas. You, you, companion piece. You, okay. you listen to the CD while you read the book. Yeah, I, what the fuck? I have no idea what either one of those books have to offer. Maybe uh, the listeners can tell us if it's worth uh, torturing myself for. But uh, I will tell you this. I do not recommend Tommy Lee's wife's podcast hosted by Mrs. Tommy Lee. This is Um, bananas. I I, I don't know much about her other than that show. She's uh, not the most, uh, I don't know. uh, Eloquent. uh, Eloquent uh, is a good word. Uh, Bananas. Someone who appreciates what she's got in life. She seems pretty kind of like basically like, I don't know. I'm not saying it very good. She sucks. Bananas. No, 
the, the po- we have to look at the positive, though, and that is if we're graded on a bell curve, we all have A pluses now. This is <laughs> banana. Yeah, yeah. And we cover the tough news stories, the things that other podcasts are afraid to bring up and discuss. We're talking about you, Michael Brandvold. I don't have a brand. Mm -hmm, That's right. Coward. Now, as as we do, every once in a while, I look through Blabbermouth or other sites because we need material for the show. And I'm always worried that we're going to run out of material. And then one just – I'm always going through Blabbermouth looking for mentions of me. In the comments, that's right. Yeah. That you want to see your your your, your interviews retweeted. I understand, uh, um, or uh, reposted or whatnot. But uh, yeah, anyway. So so I'm looking through all of it, and I find one that says basically that Matt LeBlanc is it LeBlanc? LeBlanc, LeBlanc I believe. Joey. Okay. Hey. Joey. Hey, Joey. Hey. He's actually you, like the modern day. How you day. doing? How you doing? Yeah, he's like he's like Fonzie part part two, isn't he? Kind of no, because you know? Fonzie was smart uh, and cool. Joey is just cool. How you doing? Dumb and uh, although, yeah, Joey looked at food the way Fonzie looked at his hair. You just don't touch it. Yeah, I do remember that my girlfriend at the time identified the fact that Joey never wears a belt. Mm. That's his style. Just so you know, that Joey, whole show ma- was very uh, fashion forward. I guess so. Yes. Anyway, so I thought Lisa the, Kudrow was the hottest. How about you? I think so. Yeah. Uh, and she never went anywhere. You think she'd like to do a Devil's Three-Way with us? I'll do it without you. I don't need you or anybody else. I think so. All I right. mean, what else does she get? What else she got to do? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not another Billy Crystal movie? Come on. So anyway, so Matt is promoting whatever bullshit he has going on right now. And uh, he goes to Conan O'Brien. And he brings up the fact that at one point, he mm-hmm. ran into Sharon Osbourne, mentioned how much he liked... Uh, Ozzy, and I'm not sure where the transition was, but she basically said, "Hey, you want to? You, you you basically want to fuck both Ozzy and me together?" No, oh, she he, he wanted a devil's three way with Ozzy and Joey. Well, not to be outdone, uh, when Wendy Dio saw that, uh, she came out with news that she had made the same proposition regarding herself and Ronnie to Bronson Pinchot.
I moved to North Carolina about probably about three years ago. Yeah, you like it? Um, I love it. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I mean, it's like you know, a lot of people. Where did you Where did you grow up? Minnesota. Okay. Do you still live in Minnesota? I do. Oh, okay. So. I grew up like a lot of people, you know, might have lived in a small town and say, oh, I like to go back to my or Seattle. I like to go back to Seattle. I like to go back to my my town is Hollywood. When I was a little kid, I was on the Sunset Strip. I was always in Hollywood. So now I live in North Carolina and I go back to Hollywood. It's like I'm going to go visit my old hometown, which would be like Hollywood Boulevard, you know, but I love it here. And um I can go back whenever I want. I go back to L.A. quite a bit. I'll probably be back there again in a couple of weeks. So, It is kind of yeah. one of those towns, uh, you know, Hollywood especially, but, you know, L.A., that whole area, that people don't really look at as a place that you grow up. It's more like a place you go to, more than almost any other city I can think of. Absolutely. It's like, oh, one day I'm going to go to Hollywood and make it, or I'm going to one day go to Hollywood. Well, I live there, you know. And <laughs> go to Hollywood. The, 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 and- sad, the sad thing is, you know, I've seen everything get worse and worse. The homeless situation is out of control there. And it's just so expensive. And I'm like, okay, so at my old house, it's like, okay, do I have a place to park my motorcycle mm. or I can go to North Carolina and have a boat slip? Yeah, Sammy's awesome. He's a legend. He's amazing. They sounded great. They had hits with Sammy and sold a ton of albums. Not to take any of that away, but man, um, you know, I miss the old Van Halen. And I personally believe that while they're still alive, I don't care how old they are, okay? Yeah. If they can still play and sing, that they their best album still lies within them. Sure. I think that's always been the underlying comment that that uh, gets glossed over with just a headline, but yeah, of course. And, and I was just speaking out of respect, nothing but respect for Van Halen. Okay. Coming from me, you're never going to hear any disrespect. Uh, and, and I felt like as a producer, writer, singer, guitar player, you know, that I would be a perfect candidate to (laughs) help make that happen. And for people to laugh at that, that's fine. You can laugh all you want. But it doesn't change the fact that it's true. I like I wasn't laughing at you. I just love the confidence. I, 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 oh, yeah, man. I, I, 
it's it's beyond confidence. I mean, I have a lot of confidence, but if I don't have the track record to back it up, sure. I got nothing. And and I think I have the track record. Well, I'd be down for it. Uh, did you like uh, a different kind of truth at all? You know, not really. I mean, I, I I liked portions of it, and I respected the fact, like, okay, we're getting we're getting something rather than nothing. Sure. But I just felt like it was somewhat thrown together. It was old songs redone, and people, yeah, it, people hadn't heard a lot of the material, and uh, I get that, and that's all great. We've done that with certain songs, but I, you know, it still didn't have that fire to it. All right, guys, we're gonna do some Christmas singing. Tim and I, why don't you guys help me out? Oh man, I got a You're sick again. I better stick to the drums. All right, shine, you guys, man. I'll do it myself. Slay the ring on your listening. In the lane, snow is glistening. This isn't gonna work, guys. Come on! A beautiful sight. We're happy tonight. Walking in a winter wonderland. Oh, yes! That's the way I like it. Slay the ring. There's another big thing going on I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, the Avengers Endgame came out, and of course that's going to basically draw the entire country into a, a movie theater for three hours at some point this weekend. I don't sure. know. Did, did you see Infinity Wars at all? No, I'm, I'm behind in all the Avengers. Well, so. it's, it's on Netflix now, so it, I'll I tell know you this. All of them are. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll tell you that that I, I enjoyed Infinity Wars and I, I had kind of checked out. So I, at some point I will see this. It won't be on opening weekend, that's for sure. It, it might mm-hmm. be till it's on Netflix, but uh, but it got me thinking. You know, I, I was just. Do you think Hulk can masturbate, or like <laughs> is is he is he is he you know is he too strong that he might tear his dick off, or is his dick? Hulk 2, and therefore it can take that level of beating. <laughs> oh, it can definitely take the beating. I mean, it, it's, 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 it's science, if you think about it. <laughs> science. Yeah. I mean, if he's a big Hulk, I mean, if his fist is Hulkish, then his, his Johnson has to be the, uh, also Hulkish. So, huh. All right. Um, well, for, yeah, that's kind of where I was leaning to. But, you know, it's kind of like that chicken and egg thing, right? You but what does the Hulk, what does the Hulk masturbate to? <laughs> <laughs> what's his go? What's his go-to? What's his go-to stroking fuel? Oh man, yeah, <laughs> he's really into upskirt videos.
Pod three coming up loose, and uh, in anticipation of uh, of hanging out with you in Nashville again, I was kind of going through some of the uh, the photos we took the first year that the two of us were out there, and I sure. totally forgot that I had this amazing shot of you that I don't think I've ever shared with you. You were passed out in bed, and your balls were hanging out. <laughs> Um, was this after? Was this after the episode that we recorded? Yeah, I think it might have even been during. Who knows? I uh, probably why I forgot about the picture, but it is so cute. I uh, yeah, I just threw it up on Instagram today. Um, I'm gonna have to respectfully ask you to take that down, please. Why? Uh, because it's my balls. I know they're great. They're fucking just hanging out there for all the world to see, man. Listen, those are old man balls. They are wrinkled. They they droop to the side. They are something that only myself and my loved ones see. And my Instagram followers. <laughs> no. Incorrect. I'm, uh, you know, I think the Instagram has a algorithm out there that will take it down uh, anyway. That just scans it and realizes. Well, they tried, but I, I fought it under fair use. And, and I was successful. So it, I took Fair. the picture loose. That picture belongs to me. I spent the time and the effort to take it, and then I I spent the time to upload it. Uh, just because you don't want it there doesn't mean I should take it down. Did you sink the balls up? Yeah, they're perfectly <laughs> synced. Um, I'm gonna have to contest this though, Baco, because for the last for the last couple of months I've been studying up on ball sack copyright law. <laughs> you know, there's been a lot of changes with the uh, advent of social media and ball sack copyrights. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Uh, what? There's a brave new world. Hey Jude, don't make it bad. Take a sad song and make it better. Remember to let her into your heart. Then you can start to make it better. Shoulders. 
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at fantasy points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 